tucked away in the Tinwell business is an apparently modest and unassuming item which seeks to allow for greater access to the Isle of Man's beneficial ownership register, and yet this is a significant step in removing the secrecy jurisdiction label through which the Isle of Man's international reputation has been attacked for several decades. I'm joined on the programme by Alex Allenson, MHK, Treasury Minister, and Phil Crane, a long-time critic of the Isle of Man's financial secrecy rules. We'll hear about beneficial ownership later in the programme, but I began by asking Minister Allenson about last week's UK financial statement. UK Chancellor has um, issued his um, financial statement. Various uh, headlines in in the UK press uh, suggesting that uh, Britain has never had it so bad. He's in a difficult position and what he's done is um, try to increase taxation to get more revenue in and also cut expenditure while at the same time being being certainly seen to increase pensions and benefits and increase funding for for health and education i think all jurisdictions are going to be struggling over over the next year maybe even longer in terms of budgets with um, a downturn in, in in the economy that's meant to come come right across the world with obviously the inflation we've seen as well um, from an Isle of Man perspective obviously Treasury have been trying to analyse what was said and see if there has if there are, is going to be any impact on us and so far is there any obvious impact that you can see not, not directly. Um, a lot of the changes that were made were to direct UK taxation rather than VAT. We have a sharing agreement with them. That, that would have affected our, our, our revenue. We're still waiting to see what happens with some of the duties that we share with the UK, particularly on fuel and, and alcohol duty. Um, and that may come out actually in, in their spring budget. The main thing that they've done is is increase um, personal taxation, particularly for high earners, and also corporation tax, capital gains tax. Um, those don't have any effect here. However, um, they may make the Isle of Man seem more attractive for people who want to move over here and reduce their tax burden. At the same time, we share the same pressures as the United Kingdom and, and Treasury are currently going through the budget round. We've committed to um, reinstating the triple lock, as the UK government now have as well. Um, but we're looking at overall benefits as well as how we can make sure that we retain fiscal prudency whilst also trying to invest in public services and also trying to meet the ambitions of the economic strategy that's now been approved by Timwald. And is the rather gloomy uh, aspect of uh, the UK, you know, the talk of um, a decade of falling living standards, is is it inevitable that that's going to happen in the Isle of Man or, or is the, the fact, for example, that we have still got very substantial reserves uh, a factor in, in helping us at least weather the storm? I think we're in a better position than, than the United Kingdom. That's not smug. That's because of the concerted work that's gone on um, for the last decade, as you say, building up those reserves, um, but also making, making sure we've got sustainable finance going forward. So I think we do have more leeway here. Some of the predictions for the slowdown in economic growth in the United Kingdom don't necessarily have to affect us. Moody's recently had a look at our um, economy and said that they expect a growth to slow down a little bit next year, but down to 1.5%, which is still quite positive. And I think if we can make sure through the right um, 
financial levers, that we have a resilient economy, that we keep people in work, that we keep businesses open, that we make sure that the TT runs properly next year and we have the tourism coming in, then we can invest in, in the local communities, we can attract more businesses to expand or relocate here, and we can weather the storm that way. You're listening to Treasury Minister Alex Allenson, MHK. Beneficial ownership law, this is this is something that I suppose many people could just gloss over and think, oh yes, well, that, that, that looks important, but I don't really know what it is. This is quite a, a big issue for the Isle of Man, actually publishing for the first time, uh, or making available access to our beneficial ownership for uh, the purpose of customer due diligence checks. Uh, this, is, this is quite a bold step for Isle of Man government. You're right. For for a lot of um, ordinary people, it doesn't really mean very much to them. But for people who own companies or or have ownership of of various entities, it is important that we know who they are. And there always has been registers. And increasingly over the last couple of years, we've opened those up to law enforcement agencies. We'll be passing legislation through December Timwald, which hopefully will will go through, which looks at what are called obliged entities. So opening it up a bit further to regulators as well, so they can check who, who actually owns the various companies. It's important because we're trying to counteract any idea that there might be money laundering through the Isle of Man. But also it's become even more important over the last year with the way that sanctions have been imposed on on Russian entities and various people in the Russian administration and making sure that we comply with international sanctions as well. The biggest part of the Isle of Man is our international reputation. There have been many calls for us to have an open public register for beneficial ownership. And there was a commitment by the last administration in conjunction with Guernsey and Jersey to do this. Um, and that was in, in response not only to pressure from Westminster, but also the realisation that this would be the international norm. And so we needed to get on and do it. And so the first part of that is having a robust register and then gradually opening it up. So the legislation coming through to December Timbal is one of the first steps. We'll also be going out for public consultation about how we actually derive a, a beneficial ownership register that's open to, to people, wherever they may be, but still working quite closely with the other Crown dependencies to make sure that we all align with each other. And of course, effectively, what we mean by beneficial ownership is who ultimately owns a particular company. Um, and one of the charges levelled against the Isle of Man is that um, we have had... Oh, it, we are described by some as a secrecy jurisdiction and particularly having the beneficial ownership register not publicly available um, kind of plays into that uh, that whole view. Um, how public actually is the register going to be or is this just going to be available for law enforcement agencies? At, at the moment it's available to law enforcement agencies and as I said we're widening that out to other regulators but part of the public consultation is to look at just as you've said how public should it be how open should it be there may be some cases where you will need to um, withdraw some of that information some trusts some companies are set up for children for people who may be um, you don't want to identify them they may be 
uh, you know, um, subject to harassment. If, if, if people find out who they are, they may be um, in protective custody. There's a whole range of, of issues that, that, that people may not want all their personal details out there available to everyone in the world. So it's try, trying to get that balance right so that we can make sure that we present ourselves as a well-regulated jurisdiction that complies with international norms, but also we can have a decent and trusted register of, of business. I, I think you're, you're quite right. The, the, the mudslide at the Isle of Man that we're a tax haven and secretive will probably always be there and sometimes it's used by our competitors um, but we can do better and we will do better that. and as I said there there is that commitment from both ourselves and the other crown dependencies to go along this path and, and, we're, and we're doing that. And of course moving with Jersey and Guernsey is really important because they are it's certainly in this particular world um, they are our competitors but there are also the British overseas territories um, which again uh, possibly have a, 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 a worse reputation uh, so Jersey and Guernsey and the Isle of Man uh, you know may have this uh, this charge leveled at them about secrecy jurisdiction but uh, the overseas territories have a much worse reputation when it comes to this is there any um, significant move on the part of the overseas territories in in this area I think all jurisdictions are looking at their own reputation there are some businesses that will not do you know have bus- have business interests in various um, overseas territories because of that reputational damage? And I think this is one of the reasons that the Isle of Man is very keen to work with other parties to do the right thing. It, it's absolutely right that that we should try as much as possible to overcome some of it, some of the secrecy to be open and transparent. Um, and as I said, that that is good for business that that we have a decent reputation here and build on a, a lot of the work that's been done over the last couple of years through financial services to really make us a centre of excellence. Cynics might of course say that all this will do is uh, shift the dodgy money um, to other parts of the world who are less scrupulous and those parts of the world will then uh, make extra money as a result. I think that's always an issue but what I'd also say is we do not want dodgy money on the Isle of Man. What we want here is, as part of the economic strategy, to attract new businesses, um, high-quality financial um, institutions. We want to be the right place for, to attract people to come and work and, and live here and invest in, in, our, in our island. And we'll do that by matching all the best international norms. Now, there may be uh, other places that, that are quite happy to take money that's been laundered or comes from criminal activity. The Isle of Man is not one of these and never should be. And is this it now, would you say? Is, does, does this finally... Um as, as far as Isle of Man government's concerned, address the issue of the, uh, the whole uh, charge levelled about secrecy jurisdictions. Is there any further distance that we can travel uh, reasonably, or do you think that this really is the, the point at which Isle of Man government can uh, put its hand on its heart and say, we are not a secrecy jurisdiction and this is the reason why? I, I wish it was, but but it isn't. This is dealing with beneficial ownership and, and, and access to that, that data. But international conventions, international standards will always change, hopefully for the better, and we will need to analyse those and try to match those. As I said, we need to make sure that, that 
um, companies doing business on the Isle of Man have got the trust in the um, regulations here that they are as, as good as anywhere else in the world so that they can actually have the confidence to do business here. Um, so it is a bit of a moving piece. What we do in, in terms of the Isle of Man government is work with lots of other stakeholders, both on Ireland and off Ireland, to make sure that we can justify our claim that we are a fantastic place to do business with. And of course, the war in Ukraine demonstrates, if if and no other demonstration were necessary, um, that um, it is so important to get to grips with, particularly in in the uh, Russia uh, war in Ukraine uh, situation, uh, to to understand that where is the dodgy Russian money and make sure that it can be frozen, assets can be frozen, and pressure brought to bear on uh, Russia to to stop doing the the things that it is doing in Ukraine. Exactly. I mean, what we've done during the, the, the this period is comply with the latest sanctions from both the United Kingdom and some of the EU sanctions as well proactively because we want to make sure that we can play as big a part as possible in an international effort on, on the war in Ukraine and putting pressure on, on the Putin administration. But in the same way, in terms of... Um, a concerted action against other entities, whether that be North Korea or Iran, we need to play our part as, as a trusted member of the international community. And, and there is that commitment from government to do that. That was Treasury Minister Alex Allenson. Phil Crane is a long-time critic of Isle of Man's secrecy rules, so does he welcome this move? Yes, indeed, Phil. I think I would I would welcome this uh, this latest move by government, which brings in the uh, the industry, if you like, to uh, access the beneficial ownership of um, of companies. Um, the islanders set up a register showing who the real human uh, owners are of uh, all the companies on the register. Here, there's about twenty five thousand. And uh, this measure opens up um, access to to the industry for due diligence for for doing its checks. And that's a that's a good move. The the background to this, um, we've got to cast our minds back three years to when um, Dame Margaret Hodge and Andrew Mitchell for the Labour's Party and Conservative Party, respectively, um, in the Commons, um, assembled a majority between them which would have forced the Crown dependencies to open up their registers, not just to the industry, but to the public. And this has been the direction of travel for some time. Um, um, that didn't get through the Commons. The UK government pulled the bill, but the um, the chief ministers of the Crown dependencies wisely saw the direction of travel and by June 2019 had issued a joint statement um, saying that, that laying out a timetable for the opening up of the regi- company registers in each of those jurisdictions um, over the next um, four years. Um, w- one of the steps on that is the announcement now that by the end of 2022, um, it would be open. The uh, these registers would be opened up to the industry, what the obliged entities, as they're known, in the um, finance industry and the gaming industry, so that they can carry out due diligence. But we are still waiting for the prize of public access. Now that was the final one to come, um, and it was um, dependent on the on the 
the EU and other becoming the international norm um, by the time uh, that was done and that would hopefully be by 2023. Now we are at the stage now where the UK and the EU have both introduced um, uh, the uh, the directive to open up um, the register to the public. Um, in the UK I think that's been done for um, three or four years now um, and they're improving the, the veracity of, of the registers. The EU are, are about 70% of the way there. I think 17 of the states are um, have already transposed the EU directive into their national legislations. So we can see the direction of travel on this um, and I think it would be very difficult politically now for the Crown Dependencies not to open the registers to public access um, by 2023. Why is this important? Be because they, uh, it's, it's seen as part of the um, anti-money um, laundering and against um, terrorist financing um, uh, that by opening it up to everybody, so every Tom, Dick and Harry, um, including civil society, including the press, media, NGOs, civil society organizations, myself, c can see who exactly are the human owners behind the companies. The island has, as I say, 25,000 companies. Um, on a per capita basis, this is 10 times as many as the, 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 the UK. Um, uh, we, we'd like to think, that, and I'm sure the Department of Enterprise would like to think that we're a nation of budding entrepreneurs but in fact many of these companies I believe are to do with the tax avoidance industry um, and so it's in the interest of um, investors as uh, to free markets to uh, to have these to, to, to let everybody know exactly who are behind these uh, the, the, these companies um, the, the, I mean the, the only risk though of, of opening up the register as as you've been describing is uh, that the, the the register becomes meaningless because uh, instead of putting in the details which are the accurate details you know that explain exactly who the person is because they know that the information is going to be kept um, secret um, in fact you're putting in um, uh, well proxy people yes. to, to avoid uh, bringing attention to the fact that it's actually you that owns the company yes um, so so it is is you that is the light of transparency does that not just uh, uh, cast the uh, the dodgy money into into a darker and more shadowy places. yes it's 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 very important that the registers are are uh, truthful and, and accurate and I think you know s someone mentioned that there's you know Mickey Mouse is named as a as an owner of a, of a UK company um, and uh, and I think that this very step that the government is is going to put to December's tin world of opening up the registers to the industry will will Will, will be a step in the right direction that will help to improve the veracity of those registers of that, of that information. Um, you know, the corporate service providers here can, can, can check that, that the, the correct information is given as to who really owns the company. And of but of course the Isle of Man has always said that its register, unlike the register in the UK, uh, is much more uh, accurate, um, possibly because it is not 
directly open to the public. That's right, and and I can believe that. And the UK has acknowledged that that it has got it, um, imperfect information and is trying to improve that itself, as, as indeed the other um, the other countries will too. So you know we are have already got a, a I think a, a quality register. And which will be improved by this latest information, and so that that will be there. But the 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 UK is trying to improve the quality of information on its own register. The uh, the risk, obviously, to the Isle of Man is that we lose an awful lot of business as a result of this. Um, it, well, how would you respond to to that? That effectively your calls and your campaigning, amongst others, I wouldn't say it's just you that's done this, um, uh, is resulting effectively in in business leaving the Isle of Man. Yes, that's, that's a, a fair argument, and I think um, some companies will leave for more um, toxic havens, uh, Dubai, Singapore. Um, but I would argue that in the long run, the cost of not doing it would be even greater. Um, this is the international direction of travel. This is quite clear by now. Um, and if, if 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 the crown dependencies don't introduce this, then the, we we will we will face we will face their wrath. And if we needed um, a, a winning argument in this, it's to point to the Russia-Ukraine war, where um, s- several um, uh, uh, Russians have been found to be behind. Um, many of the um, the the, um, the schemes that are put through the the crown dependencies, we've had I think um, forty uh, Russian aircraft on on our register, but this that's that's a separate register. Um, but we only got to think of two weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal did an expose on Bridgewaters in our very own Victoria Street here, um, uh, alleging that they um, that they. Uh, facilitated the um, the movement of wealth from a, a certain um, uh, Mr. Usmanov, um, very close confidant of, of Putin, one of the um, hundred wealthiest men in the world, um, that he used um, Manx Company and Bridgewaters particularly to transfer his wealth by buying up um, a $125 million startup in the Silicon Valley. So that, yet, go, that totally goes against sanctions, and so that's the allegation against the island. And yet uh, Bridgewaters actually came on to a programme. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do the programme because I had uh, COVID, but uh, they came on and uh, basically said that uh, that you know they, they had nothing to hide and, uh, in fact, everything they had done was, 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 was legitimate. Um, and... Uh, uh, listen back to the agenda program that uh, Lewis Foster did on on that. Um, I suppose the, the the specifics as to why this is a bad thing. I mean, you, you've obviously you've mentioned the the the, the, the Russian um, money and and the the obvious um, problems associated with allowing wealthy uh, oligarchs to <laughs> effectively mm. uh, uh, invade other countries and, 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 and what have you. Um, but, but I mean, are, are there any other examples as to why uh, this sort of the, the secrecy uh, that, that uh, exists around uh, tax uh, havens or, or low-tax uh, financial jurisdictions, as I think the Isle of Man prefers to call itself, um, wh- why is that uh, generally a bad thing? I think it's generally a bad thing because it's harmful to the rest of the world. Yes, it's provided jobs over the last 40, 50 years here um, and, and brought prosperity, but th- that's at the cost 
of of the rest of the world, of other jurisdictions. You know, we we can talk about a whole sort of subsection of the finance sector here, which is I am operating payroll umbrella companies, which are, are simply there to uh, for for self-employed contractors in the UK and indeed the rest of the world to route their pay through here um, uh, to avoid paying PAYE and national insurance in, 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 in the UK. It's Such schemes are harmful elsewhere. They're denying the UK exchequer their, their, their rightful taxes. Um, and yes, they bring jobs to, to us, but it's harmful elsewhere and it's becoming internationally more and more unacceptable. That was tax campaigner Phil Crane. Is the light of transparency shining brightly enough in the darker, shadier corners of Manx business, or is its increasing intensity killing off business which is good for the Isle of Man? The Treasury Minister seems genuine in his desire to comply with international standards, but does Phil Crane have a point? that we need to continue to go further down the road of transparent global finance. Let me know your thoughts and views on the programme and please get in touch with Phil Gorn at manxradio.com if you have any thoughts for future programmes. For now though, I'm Phil Gorn. Garamayo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>